Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. The greatest growth that I've ever experienced has come out of being a mama to Kingston, who is now 19 months old and living his best life, climbing and talking and giving the best toddler kisses. And I know that in this journey, I am just getting started. Now, full disclosure, I have been wanting to share these lessons with you because they are defining who I am becoming. And I believe a big part of healing our hormones and healing our bodies is through doing this deeper emotional healing work. It's how we heal our past traumas and our reactivity and ultimately how we find happiness and worthiness within ourselves. And I knew, and I still know, that personal growth was always a part of my journey into becoming a parent. From the moment I knew we were going to start a family and I was priming up to get pregnant, I started down a path of growth that included therapy, energy work, meditation, and inquiry of who I was and who I needed to become to be Kingston's mama. And I knew that this journey would also result in me becoming a better version of myself. And I was all for that. Now, I've been knowing that I needed to embody more compassion, more empathy, more calmness, gratitude, and presence. And Kingston has been my greatest inspiration to do that work. So here are the five things that have become true for me from being a mama so far. Number one, (laughs) slow way down and be present. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have slowed way down and I do my best to experience life through Kingston's eyes, allowing him to lead the way. We savor flowers and splashing at the ocean and meals together, whether I'm building blocks or reading books or I'm getting quizzed on colors. I take my time and be fully present in the moment and embrace these fleeting moments because I know that they won't be here forever. Here's something I know every woman can agree on. Stubborn belly fat can feel like the worst, especially when you've tried everything to lose it. Not to mention, belly fat can be dangerous for us too. According to a brand new study, women over 40 who have excessive belly fat are up to 20% more likely to suffer a heart attack. And no surprise, hormones are involved in belly fat production which is actually good news because we can optimize your hormones and metabolism for a flatter stomach. And that's exactly what I'm offering to you as a free gift today. My belly slim down guide gives you three effective strategies to get rid of belly fat, along with recipes to reduce bloating, balance your blood sugar, and speed up your metabolic furnace to optimize fat burning. So grab the Belly Slim Down Guide with my proven protocols and recommendations and recipes now at drmarisa.com slash slimdown. That's drmarisa.com slash slimdown, and the link will be in the show notes. Now, I ain't gonna lie, slowing down was an area that I was pretty concerned about. My inner child self prides herself on being on time, rushing from one thing to the next, driving fast, and being ultra-efficient. I have to say that I'm probably one of the most efficient people you have ever met. Now, these were survival skills that I developed as a child and I have held on to because I was convinced that they were serving me. Now, I turn off. (laughs) I completely turn off the efficient part of me when I am with Kingston. 
I am mindful of the energy I bring to the room. I don't want the energy in the room to feel rushed or intense because I know I could feel both. And I want it to feel so different than how it felt when I was growing up. I know that I set the tone when it comes to the energy and the pace at which we move. And I want to feel very calm and I want to feel a very grounding presence for Kingston and for my whole family. So I have learned to provide buffer time when we are going somewhere and to give us a lot of space from one activity to the next. And I also let him know that if we are headed somewhere, I give him a heads up, whether it is headed to a bedtime or headed to go on an errand. I really believe that communicating with Kingston like he's a person is beyond important. And I know that I personally appreciate when people talk to me like I'm a person and I believe that children deserve the same. So I am always in very clear and very transparent communication with Kingston at all times because I want him to know that I value him and that I think of him as a person. Number two, feeling grateful for my life. Now, I will never forget when I heard this statement. It is hard being mad when you start your day with gratitude. Man, I will tell you, the juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to practicing gratitude. Since being pregnant, I bookend both my morning and my night with a gratitude practice. In the morning, I journal it out in my daily self-care journal, and I journal all the things that I'm grateful for, well, not all, but as many of the things that I can in the last 24 to 48 hours. And then at night, I have a crystal that I hold when I go to bed and I run through everything that worked out for me and that I am grateful for that happened that day. It's kind of like, you know, closing out the day with gratitude so that I can get that deep, restful sleep. Now, I also share with Kingston all the ways that I'm grateful in regards to him. I especially love to share that I simply love spending time with him and I'm grateful to him for choosing me as his mama. Now, I have noticed over and over again that gratitude shifts the energy and perspective so quickly. So I do my best to be present and feel a sense of gratitude for the moment that I'm in. And I'll tell you what, it's not always easy to do, but I know that the more that I practice it, it's going to become more, more second nature. And that's just how I want to operate. I'll say something about this. It just feels good when you're in that state of gratitude. And I am all about feeling good as much as possible. And I believe that that's absolutely possible as you practice it. Number three, affirmations are powerful. So one of my stories that I can get trapped up in from a narrative that I've been playing out since I was very young is that I need to do things myself and that I am the only one looking out for me, that there's no one looking out for me but me. Now, this is a narrative that it served me well growing up and probably served me as an adult too. But man, let me tell you, it has not served me for a long time. But just the same, it pops up a lot. I would say it pops up multiple times a week. There are definitely moments in the day that can feel long and hard and sometimes even the smallest tasks feel impossible. And it's in these hard moments when that old narrative comes in and that trigger comes up for me. And I can find myself feeling like I am the only one carrying the load or I'm the only one that is making it all happen for everybody, that I am the person who is making the show go and that I don't have support. I don't have the help I need. Like, you know, it spirals out of control, let's be honest. So when I feel this story come up, 
I have a couple of powerful affirmations that really pull me out of it immediately before I fall into that spiral. So what I do is when I start to notice the emotions and start to feel that little story start to creep into my mind, into my thoughts, I take three deep belly breaths and say this affirmation. I say, I am fully supported in all areas of my life and everything is working out for me. And then I followed up with, I choose to release this outcome and feel good now. And let me tell you, there's a lot of affirmations that have not worked for me, but these are so potent for me because they speak so deeply into this narrative and this trigger of mine that, man, it resets my state of mind. And as a mom, I know things are going to feel hard and that's okay. And I can choose to feel that in that moment. I can choose to feel like, oh, I'm feeling angry or, oh, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling, you know, frustrated and I can move through it. I don't need to attach a story to it that doesn't serve me and honestly just brings me suffering. And when I'm in that energy, it affects everybody around me too. And so affirmations have been a powerful anchor for me along with my self-care, especially as I find myself trying to clear out of those old stories and narratives. All right, number four, everything is always figureoutable. Now, I love, love, love this phrase by Marie Forleo. It's all figureoutable. This is another affirmation of mine because it really always is. Now, I am currently writing and recording this episode at right now, it is 9.36 p.m. I started writing it around 8 o'clock at night because that's when it worked out. After Alex and I did the full bed routine with Kingston, ending with family kisses and all, then I knew in order to get this episode out on time with my schedule that tonight was the night I needed to knock it out. I always figure out a way, especially as a mama. I am convinced, I'm talking about deeply convinced that we have epic superpowers. You know what I'm talking about. And as I mentioned earlier, the days and the nights, they can feel long and they can feel tough. And there are definitely days where I feel like I'm hitting a wall, like hitting my head up against the wall. However, I always make it work and I always figure out a way to manage it all, right? We just do. These learning moments have helped me to become a better, more resilient mama. And I always chalk up the struggles to a lesson that sets me up for success later. So that is one of my greatest lessons. I've known this lesson before becoming a mama, but man, it has become so true for me as a mama. Like there isn't anything that I can't figure out. I am convinced of that. Now I want to share number five, which is having deep compassion. For many years growing up, I felt dismissed and rarely cared for. I was detached from my family and my feelings were rarely acknowledged. Because of this, I grew a very thick skin. And to be honest, I didn't have much compassion or as much as I really wanted to have for the people that I cared for. I had a way of dismissing people's emotions and not fully understanding or empathizing when they were hurting, especially if it looked like they could just dust it off and move on. I also had a very tough love approach at times because I learned that suppressing emotions and moving on was the best strategy. Now, over the years, I began to realize that this was just another survival strategy that really didn't serve me anymore. And that when it came to having emotional intelligence, I fell very short. 
This was something that I worked at to truly heal. And I made a commitment to myself that I would make sure no matter what, that Kingston always felt heard and seen and that his emotions were validated. If he got upset about something, even though it may feel like a little thing to me, it's a big thing to him and I always want his feelings to be honored. I also want him to create a mindset that we are not defined by our mistakes or what happens to us. So just because he may get a bad grade or someone says something mean to him, I don't want that to become a part of his story. I want him to grow up feeling worthy and loved no matter what, that he is always lovable and that my love, most importantly, is unconditional. My hope in this beautiful journey as a mom that I continue to stretch and grow and become a safe landing for those around me, especially Kingston. My intention is to be as present as possible and really savor and enjoy as much of life as possible, especially when Kingston is present. And to all the mamas out there, I just want you to know that I see you. I know how strong you are. I know that we were made for this. And honestly, not until motherhood do we realize how strong and resilient we truly are but you are rocking it and you are worthy and ooh, you are doing just the best, the very best job. I just wanted to share that because in my journey, just always doing the work and always striving to be my best and always trying to come from a place of love and compassion. I know that I don't always get it right. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm far from it, but I know that I've got the resilience and the lessons and the commitment to be better. And I just know that there's that inherent love and commitment that comes from all mamas. So I just wanted to say that I see you. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the podcast today. I definitely got a little bit vulnerable and my goal is to always provide tools to rock your hormones so that you feel amazing in your body and that you're living your best life. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this today, maybe it's a mama in your life that just needs a little love, definitely take a moment, screenshot the episode, text it on over to them, or share it on social. And if you do share it on social, definitely hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, I hope you're having an amazing day.